Welcome to the Small Towns Big God Podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number 34 of the Small Towns Big God Podcast. It's our Bible study podcast where we dig into verse-by-verse discussion while speaking to how the Word comes to life in our personal lives. My name is Dax Bruner. I'm the youth minister here at New Zion Baptist Church in Ector, Texas. And across from me, as always, is Josh Lott. He's the pastor over at Ivanhoe Baptist Church in Ivanhoe, Texas. And we're just two guys that have been led to ministry doing what we are commanded to do and evangelize through all means available. So, Internet, as always, here we are. We, we don't are. know what we're doing. But we're going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. for we, sure. Ready, fire, aim. That's mm-hmm. us. All right. So, lots been happening since uh, we last spoke. Yeah. So, you went on vacation. I did. Yep. And I didn't get a T-shirt, so... I'm not no, upset by I that. I didn't get a T-shirt. You didn't. No, that's my weird girl's for you. Got a T-shirt. You usually have T-shirts though. You usually get one, don't you? I don't like spending money. Uh you know, and this, I, I'm more of a ten dollar T-shirt type of guy, and those are more like twenty five dollars. Twenty five, thirty. Yeah. I looked at a couple of, of Hawaiian shirts, you know, <laughs> since we were at the beach, but they're like forty five dollars, and you know, <laughs> I don't think this that, is this is a good time for me to jump in and tell you to go to Amazon. Go to Amazon. You can get them. 10, 12 bucks all day. Yeah. I wasn't going to do the. Yeah. I didn't bring home any souvenirs. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Like those fun shirts I wear? Yeah. 12 bucks. 12 bucks. Yep. Mm -hmm. Get it hooked up. All right. So, and I had my first experience at preteen camp. Yes. Woo. Wow. Yeah. A little bit more needy than the youth, huh? A little. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It wasn't bad, though. Like, all in all, it was a good time. It was just they weren't used to me and right. kind of how I yeah. do things. Yeah, that's an and, issue. Yeah, yeah, and and I wasn't used to them and how they do things. So anyway, so we all learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you this much. So last night we were up here. So we're today's Thursday, by the way. We're recording on Thursday, and on so Wednesday night we do youth right here. Right. And uh, the preteens are in a room right over there, and you can't see it obviously, but there's a room right over there. So the first night that they did preteen over there. They came running out like a herd of buffalo, right? I'm in here teaching, and they just came yeah, barreling through here. Yeah, yeah. It, they didn't care. It was loud, they, whatever, right? Last night, they came through, and I didn't notice them until they got in my line of sight right there. Yeah. And I thought, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we know Dax now. Yeah, they know me. <laughs> they know me. Yeah. But it was it was awesome. I mean, we had a couple that uh, that made decisions and that I'm confident that they made the right, that they, they understood what was happening and all that. And, uh, so we'll have some baptisms coming up here pretty soon. And, uh, so it's all exciting, all good stuff. Um, yeah, had a good time. Other than that, it's been pretty normal. Well, pretty much summer's over. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're in August now. Yes. Um, School's going to start. Like a lot of ours are starting on the 11th. Mine are starting on the 10th. Oh, wow. My kids starting on the 10th my wife went back to work today today they'll start on the 11th but my kids start back on the 10th uh, avery's been doing two days in volleyball <laughs> so we got that going on well at already. least they're inside yeah. like they don't they, they're not in the heat for necessarily, sure so yeah that's so good it's, it's about time to get back to a routine the flow well, of what we would consider normal right yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's these, been it's these, been pretty crazy. These two months of summer is just like oh, busy. It it is. It is. I think I'm going to follow your lead next year. Do camps back to back though. Yeah. And knock well, them out. 
I yes, back to back, but back to back meaning four day break in between. Yes, because you can do like leave on a leave on a Friday, come back on a Saturday. We don't no, want to do that. No, no, we're not doing that either. Yeah, there we'll do the the gap. The four day break. Anyway, what I'm saying is is that New Zion Baptist Church is going to go to camp with Ivanhoe Baptist Church. Oh, okay, is what I'm saying. We'll, see. <laughs> we'll get in there. You got to get your your spot quicker. Than, I, I'll yeah. get it. Yeah, on the preteen for sure because yeah. we went on preteen three, Pre- which is first year they ever had a preteen i know well yeah. we yeah i dodged a bullet on that one because i don't i wasn't aware i was supposed to be doing that so right. anyway i am more than aware now so we'll get that done all right so back to business we are starting john chapter six today and we're going to talk about jesus feeding the five thousand uh obviously an awesome awesome story so um anyway 15 verses today Sounds like a lot, but not really once we get into it, because it is what it is on these things, so right. we'll have some references, but um, here we go. I'm going to read it all the way through, and then we'll come back and break it down, just like always. Now, the heading on mine says the fourth sign, feeding of the 5,000. So, chapter 6, starting verse 1, it says, After this, Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee, or Tiberias. Uh, a huge crowd was following him, because they saw the signs that he was performing by healing the sick. Jesus went up a mountain and sat down sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, a Jewish festival, was near. So when Jesus looked up and noticed a huge crowd coming toward him, he asked Philip, "Where will we buy bread? Where will we buy bread so that these people can eat?" He asked he asked this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, "200 denarii worth of bread wouldn't be enough for each of them to have a little." One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they What are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, so they sat down. The men numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were, sa- who were seated. So also with the fish as much as they wa- so also with the fish as much as they wanted. When they were full, he told his disciples, Collect the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces from the five barley loaves and were left over by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This truly is the prophet who is to come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So, boom. They, uh, they, so they took a boat across, <clears throat> across the northern end of the Sea of Galilee. Yep. And the problem was, is the crowd saw them go, and they ran around the lake on foot, Whoop. and they caught up with them. So you know, the disciples probably thought, "Man, we can't get away we from these can. needy people," yeah. uh-huh. you know. But of course, Christ, He felt compassionate with them, and He taught them, and He fed them, He healed their sick. Yep. Um, and, and these, and what we see in verse two, a huge crowd was following them because they saw the signs that he was performing by healing the sick. So, we see that they're not following Christ for the right reasons at right. this point. They're, they're following him to get see what they can get yeah, out of him. They're not following to see if they could get forgiveness for sins. They're just fascinated about what this guy is doing. Right. Um, and then he says that Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. I'm not sure why he tells us that Jesus went up on a mountain, but. In, in studying this myself, mm-hmm. I found some stuff and I thought was interesting. Okay. Um, we it, He may draw a parallel of Moses here, so we, who okay. led the people to Egypt after Passover. And later he went up on the mountain and received the Ten Commandments. We know this about Moses. So God could have used Moses 
to give manna, he he used most to give manna to the people in the wilderness. We know right. that. So we the do. mention of Passover being near is probably because of this. John, he wants us to see Jesus as this new and better Moses. Sure. Right? I can, I can we talk it. about Old Testament always points to the New Testament, right? Yeah, So sure. he, he fulfilled the Passover lamb. So he gave himself as the permanent manna, the bread of life. Right. So he is the prophet of Moses. And prophet of Moses wrote, The Lord your God will rise up from you, a prophet like me, and from among our brothers you must listen to him. So Jesus, he could have called manna down sure. from heaven if he wanted to. Certainly. Why not? You know, Jesus, yeah. he used this miracle to train the 12, though. He did. he was doing. He certainly did. He shows it, but in verse 5 he says, Jesus looked up and noticed a huge crowd coming towards him, and he asked Philip, Where will we buy bread so these people can eat? Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus told his disciples in Mark, in Mark the same story. He said, you give them something to eat. But here John adds in verse 6, Jesus was showing Philip and the other disciples they're inadequate to meet their needs. Right. right? They, they can't do it on their own. He asked them t- to test him. He see himself knew that they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So this miracle here kind of teaches the 12 that, that he uses inadequate people who surrender what they have to him to meet the needs of others. Correct. So there's kind of there's kind of four four main lessons here as as I see it. Okay. So one, people are needy. True, one hundred percent. People are needy, and uh, but that's a lesson that we have to know. Mm-hmm. There, there's probably about twenty thousand people out here. So I know yeah. they say feed to five thousand. Right, but that's men. They're probably men. Yes. And so, and many needed healing. Mm-hmm. They were hungry. Mm-hmm. There was no place to buy food. Mm-hmm. Their their physical hunger and their inability to satisfy that hunger pictures their spiritual needs of the sinful world. Right. All right. A G- Jesus will later tell them that they are following him because they ate their fill of bread, but they should have focused on the food that that turns he provides into e- eternal life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's typical. It's typical that there's many people in this world who are living for what was we talked about material things. Sure. Things that will shortly just go away. Right. But they don't see their need for the food that gives eternal life. Right. right. Because we the, basically live our lives thinking, well, there's, there's going to be a tomorrow, yeah. and then there's going to be a tomorrow. And we're and okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and we're okay with that temporary comfort. Yeah, and, and it's good for us as Christians to engage in ministries that, that feed the poor. Sure. You know, deal with sick. But the ultimate goal is to introduce them to Christ. Yeah. Right? I can, I can give you a sandwich, but unless I give you Christ— then really, I'm just giving you a I'm sandwich. I'm just giving you a sandwich. Yeah, I'm giving you a temporary fix to a problem that you can't solve on your own. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's this evangelist, Ray Comfort. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of him. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, he helps people see their need for Christ by walking through some of God's commands, right? He's something they, else. Yeah. And so he'll ask them questions like, have you ever have you ever lied or stolen anything? Of course, they're going to say yes. Yes. What do you do? What do you call someone who lies and steals? Well, you call them a liar and a thief. thief. Yeah. So have you ever taken God's name in vain? Yes. yes. So the Bible calls them a blasphemer. Yeah. So you're a lying, thieving blasphemer. blasphemer. You think about that. In two questions. You're a lie, lying, uh-huh. thieving blasphemer. Yep. Then mm-hmm. we should be, not that we need to have to do it like that, but we should be letting people know their need for Christ, their sure. need for eternal life. Mm-hmm. Say, I understand your need for this sandwich, right. but, but let, me, let me try to explain this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So people are needy. And we have to we have to see that need and feel their both physical need but also their spiritual, their spiritual need. need. Sure. And two, the Lord's people are inadequate 
in themselves to fulfill all these needs, right? Exactly. 100%, yes. The other gospels report that the disciples' easy solution for these people in need was to send them away send them so away. they could buy their own food. Yeah. You know, problem solved. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least it was solved for the disciples' concern, right? Right. But Jesus told them, you give them something to eat. We see that in Mark. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? 636? I think I wrote 637. that. 637. 637? Yeah. Okay. And then the Lord asked Philip, where are we to buy bread so these people can eat? And what does Philip say? What does Philip say? Philip answered, 200 denarii worth of bread wouldn't be enough for each one of them to have a little. Right. You know what he so, should have said? We'll go to Christ. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lord, I've seen you turn water into wine, so I've watched you heal the royal official son from the distance. I saw you heal the man who was able to walk for 38 years. I've watched you perform dozens of miracles. So surely, Lord, you can provide bread for these hungry people. I would say I'd, yes. I'd like to think that's how I would respond. I would like to think that, too. Now, I don't, I probably would I say, probably, Philip, I mean, like, Look, it costs man. way too much money to try to feed <laughs> Is this in our budget? Have we're, you looked at it? We're our, a little short. <laughs> do we have a line item to feed all these needy people? Where's the committee? We need <laughs> we need a business meeting real quick. <laughs> I probably would have responded just like Philip. I, did I agree. I thought about the, 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 the money of the issue. I was thinking of this earlier. Start calculating, today. you know. Yeah. You know, all well, to carry the two. Yeah. You know. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there'd be math. He uh, wasn't considering God's power. Right. Right. Eight months of salary working, man. You know, that's 200 denarii. It's not sufficient for each one to receive a little. The problem was that they didn't have the money. And even if they did, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Right? That's true. Yep. And there wasn't a no supermarket that they could go buy food for 20,000 people. Yeah, this. Yeah, there's no Walmarts available. Yep. You know, how often do we throw up our hands and say, well, you know, we don't have the funds or the ability to do it, so we're just not, we're know, not going to do it. You know, that's something else I learned preteen camp. What's that? I heard two words more in those four days than I've ever heard I before. I can't. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't do it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You you want to frustrate me? Tell me that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. I just threw that in there. No, cause, I, no I get cause, you. Cause it's we think like, that a lot in the ministry, too. I can't. Oh, oh, we can't do that. Sure. Sure. You know, that's just too much. And if we and if we just flipped it a little bit and say, why not? Why not? Why can't we? Right. Who says we can't? That's yeah. what I like to say. Who says we can't? Yes. But then, thankfully, along comes Andrew, who mm-hmm. says in verse 9, there's a boy who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they But what are they for so many? Mm-hmm. All right, so so far, so good. You know, hey, That's there's a boy who has some barley loaves and some fish, but then he adds, that ain't enough. Right, he, you know, he, he starts off good, then he gets defeated, right? Right, right, he, right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that, this is why Andrew even bothered. I, I'm not. I'm not sure why Andrew even bothered to bring this up when yeah. he didn't think it was. When he work. didn't think it was going to work. Yeah. Any, anyway, so maybe the boy had offered Andrew, and he felt obligated to, to acknowledge this boy's intentions. Say, I don't know. He's he's offering this up, Lord. Right. You know. What, yeah. I I would agree. I think that's. But probably then he's fair. like, you know, I know I. I know I brought you this stupid idea because he's got some, a couple yeah. of loaves of bread, but 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 you know I know it ain't going to work, so I, don't. Yeah, he's trying to get rid of the embarrassment there, right? Sure, of, of that's, bringing this. That's what I'm reading. It's probably yeah. the size of a biscuit, probably a couple of barley cakes, right? Yeah, it was. It was the food for poor people and for animals. Sure, the two fish were, were dried. They were small fish, like like sardines. Sardine types. So I mean, it's not a whole lot. No, you know. But Andrew's comment shows that he believes it's not enough. Right. 
Why are they for what are they for so many? So people are needy, but the Lord's people are inadequate to meet those needs. So we see this picture mm-hmm. of all these needy people. So the people are needy, and then right. we see the Lord's people there, and they don't have confidence, the ability, yeah, to fulfill this need. So mm-hmm. people are needy. God's people are inadequate to meet these needs. So what do you do? Number three lesson: Jesus Christ is all sufficient to meet people's needs. There you go. Jeremiah prayed in thirty two seventeen. He said, "O Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you." Mm-hmm. You know, we we know this. What's impossible with man is is possible with God. God yeah. If Jesus is Lord God in, in human flesh, the Creator of heaven, Creator of earth, then there's nothing too difficult for Him. Mm-hmm. And John brings out this this Christ all sufficiency in these in, in these five ways. Okay. Okay. Christ is in control of every situation. Let's look at verse six. It says yes. he asked them to test him for himself knew what he was going to do. Yeah, he wasn't trying to look for ideas. No, he, wasn't he wanted fishing. to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wanted to know what his people thought was going to happen. Uh-huh. Right. Jesus never tested anyone in the sense of tempting them to do wrong. Right. But he tests his servants to 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 see if they trust him. Right. To see what they're learning. Right. If their faith was true. Yeah. yeah. As it was not the bread that he was seeking from Philip, but faith. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's it. Did you have faith in me? That's it. Because he knew what he was going to do. Yep. And two, Christ is more concerned for the needy people than we are. Yeah. The disciples wanted to solve the problem by sending them away. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Right. Go which to the so- store. Which solves the disciples' Go problem. Go down to the 7-Eleven, <laughs> you know, the corner. Yeah. They're more focused on their own need for bread. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we are. Of course, we're the disciples here, so we're going to have to let them go first. Yep. You know? Yep. They view these hungry people as a nuisance, as a bother. They're, they're viewing it from a selfish perspective right. and not a servant's perspective. But Christ was concerned for them. So he wants us to learn to look at the needy people through his eyes. Mm-hmm. He has compassion for them, and he enjoys meeting their needs. Right. Right. And three, Christ is not limited by our inadequate resources. True. Right? Mm-hmm. What we say, he factors in our stupidity before, before he calls, he calls us, us yeah. right? When Philip came up and he says, well, it's going to cost 200 denarii to feed all these people, <laughs> you know, that he didn't have. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't say, well, go take a collection. Let's take up a love offering here from the crowd right. to see how much we can get. Right. When Andrew says, but there are these for so many. Jesus didn't say, well, I bet there's more food in the crowd. Let's let's just shake everybody down and see if they'll share. Yep. Jesus wasn't limited in the way by what people had. No. He he isn't limited today by the fact that I don't have enough money or time or talent to get the gospel to the whole world. Mm-hmm. That's why he's using other people than me. That's true. That's true. And four, Christ doesn't just barely meet needs. He overly supplies. He overly supplies, yes. That than what we want. Yep. We'll look at verse eleven. It says then Jesus took the loaves and after giving thanks he distributed those who were seated and also with the fish as much as they wanted. Much as they wanted. It reminds us if if God sent manna to the Israelites right to yeah. in the desert and we yep. read in Exodus sixteen eighteen it says every man gathered as much as he should eat. He should eat to show. 
the sufficiency of the manna, again, in 1621, it says they gathered it morning by morning, every man as much as he should eat. Mm-hmm. Nobody went hungry. Nope. All right? It wasn't feeding your children and starving yourself. Right. When Jesus fed these 20,000-plus people, everyone was satisfied. Yep. There were 12 baskets of leftovers, leftovers, right? Yep. Paul wrote in Philippians 4.19, And may God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. He I've overly had, gives us. I've he had, overly blesses us. Mm-hmm. I've had plenty of situations in my life to prove that. Plenty. Plenty. And then five, Christ is sufficient not only for physical need, but especially for spiritual need. Yeah. Because we have to see that this is not just a story about feeding hungry stomachs. No, it's about feeding them spiritually. For sure. Yeah, this is a a spiritual, being satisfied spiritually that Jesus brings all who who feed on him the bread of life. Yep. Yep. He says in, in verse... 35, we'll get to in a couple of weeks, probably three weeks. It says, I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and Mm -hmm. no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. Again, yep. Paul puts it in Ephesians 1, 3, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Are you satisfied with Jesus as your living bread? Are we trying to feed somewhere else, trying to feed on someone else? Feed on the world, you know, feed on our children, feed on our relationships, feed on our job. We see, uh, I think y'all just finished John 4, right? Y'all started John 4 on your Wednesday night. You know, we see the Samaritan woman at the well, and the disciples were focused on the physical. Rabbi, eat the lunch we have brought you. But Jesus focused on the spiritual food of doing his Father's will. Yep. Here, the disciples are, are, are still looking at the things of physical, not spiritual. Yeah. How much money will it take to buy all this bread to feed all these people? Yep. After the miracle, they wanted to take Jesus by force and make him the king. We see that in verse 15. 15. Where'd I go? Here, uh, verse 15. Yep. Therefore, when Jesus knew that they had, were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Mm-hmm. This man can solve all of our economic problems, right? Yep. But Jesus later in, in the scripture, he says in verses 26 and 27, I assure you, you're looking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life, mm-hmm. which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. Yep. Jesus rebukes them. He does. Because they were only interested in filling their stomachs. Yep. They had no concern for the food that could give them eternal life. Mm-hmm. You know, we I have always to see come that. back to temporary. Yes. Everything worldly is temporary. We think we put so much effort and so much investment into this world. Yep. For what reason? For what? It's going to go away. Yep. Long term. Today, people come to Jesus matter. because they need physical healing or they need a job or they need to you to, him to solve some problem. Yep. And if I said many times, we can't treat Christ like a genie in a bottle. No. He doesn't grant us wishes. No. <laughs> No, he and he can not. he can meet those needs. He's, he can meet he physical needs. Will. He can meet job needs. He mm-hmm. can solve your your problems. He can meet the and he often he does. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't promise that. But he wants us, us to see that that we have a deeper need mm-hmm. that he can definitely fulfill. We need to be reconciled back to a holy God. Yep. Jesus provided the only way for that to happen, and he says that in verse fifty one. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. 
the bread that I will give for life of this world is my flesh. So no matter how much, how great our sin may be, we're teaching, I'm teaching in, in Acts chapter 9 and okay. on Sunday mornings, right? Yep. God just met Paul on Damascus Road and turned the great persecutor of the church into the great missionary of the church. Yep. Jesus is more sufficient to forgive your sins and save you from God's judgment, this no matter what you've done. Mm-hmm. So this miracle shows us that people are needy and that the Lord's people are inadequate to meet those needs. But Jesus Christ is powerful and sufficient to meet the needs of all people, especially their their need to be reconciled to God. So how does he do that? That's where we come in. Mm-hmm. Christ uses people to meet the needs of people. Yep. Jesus yeah. easily could have called, could prayed and called down manna, right, from bread from heaven For, without involving anyone else. Forever. But he used people. He included a little boy. Yeah. Our youth, our, our preteens, how important are they to meet the needs of people? I say it all the time. How important are they? If you, yeah, if you're a believer in Christ, if you're professing Christ, if you know him, he wants to use you to meet the needs of others, yep. no matter how small you are. And I'll tell you something else, folks. we got to quit telling them that they can't. <laughs> we got to quit telling them that they can't. One thing I love about my family, you know, me and my wife, my three kids, is we do so much ministry together. together. And it's not that... Oh, you have a job this day at the, at the church when we're doing this. We just show up and we serve. Yeah, you know, yeah. VBS. Mm-hmm. Right, my Avery was at camp working, but she was still serving in the ministry. My she, son was she, doing doing the games and activities outside, and of course, yeah. me and my wife doing things inside. Mm-hmm. You know, we're Saturday. We're going to Quinlan to to speak. to to speak at that that youth uh, event. Of course they called me to speak, but my family's going and I guarantee you they're not going to sit and watch. They're going to be doing things. They're, they're going to be serve. serving. Mm-hmm. They're going to be helping out because they don't see it as a go and be served and, event. And, and it, right, right, right. Yeah. They don't feel like it's a job they have to do. They feel like it's a service that they want to do. Exactly. They yeah. feel like they need to serve, to do mm-hmm. something. My son runs the sound and stuff for us every Sunday. Oh yeah, I know. I know. You know, it he uses people, but he also uses inadequate people, and they he takes in their stupidity, <laughs> yeah, and their re, their limited resources. Uh-huh. The boy had to give up his lunch, yeah, but not knowing for sure whether he was going to go hungry or not. Uh-huh. He didn't know what Jesus was going to do. Yep, he ended up more eating more than what he gave up. Mm-hmm. But we can only give to others what first God has give us. True, correct. And then, when Christ uses us to meet the needs of others, he always provides a basket of leftovers for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're so afraid that we're not going to have enough, so we refuse to give it up. Mm -hmm. The disciples, they gathered up these leftovers. There was nothing that was wasted. We should learn from this to be careful with what the Lord supplies. Mm -hmm. Even though he can provide far more than what we need, we shouldn't waste it. No. Absolutely not. But this also shows the Lord provides for those who serve him. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. There's 12 disciples, and how many baskets were there? 12. 12. I'll be dang. Well, how'd huh. that work out? Huh. You know, <laughs> sometimes we don't put that together, I, you know? Yeah, I do know. So I have two concerns in this message. Okay. First, if you've never tasted Christ as the living bread to give eternal life, then that's your main need. That is your need. No matter how physically hungry you may be. Correct. Your main need is not for Jesus to heal you, to give you a job, to fix your broken relationships or anything like that. Your main need is to come to Jesus for eternal life. Mm -hmm. 
just as you eat bread to keep your physical life going on, you need Jesus to have your spiritual life, your eternal life. He promises in verse 35, we just read, I am the bread of life. Mm-hmm. He who comes to me will no longer hunger, will no longer be thirsty. Second, if you tr- have trusted in Christ, my concern is that you offer yourself to him to meet the needs of others. Right. We're not called to sit and observe. Yep. We always have many ministry needs in the church. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're a believer in Christ, you should want to be around other believers, you which should. is the church. Yeah, we are made to fellowship, right. folks. We are made there, to be there's, together. There's certain things that we're commanded to do that we can't do by ourselves. Mm-hmm. You ever seen anyone taking the Lord's Supper alone? No. No. I haven't, now that you mentioned it. I never thought of it, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forsake the fellowship of the saints. Mm-hmm. We're called to do things together. There's we, behind the scenes. Maybe you say, well, I don't, wait. there's behind the scenes there's jobs you're plenty, never going to get see. There's plenty of stuff you could do. The Lord right. wants to use us to give out his bread of life to others, whether mm-hmm. it be fellow believers or those who don't know Christ, who need to know Christ. Sure. Don't yeah. live for yourself. No. We all need each other. That's for sure. That Let is God for use sure. you to fill other people's baskets, and when mm-hmm. you do, he's going to give you the basket of leftovers. That's right. Yep. And we have to see that. And can't I always, be selfish. I always come back. My favorite verse in James is James one twenty two. Don't simply listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it yeah, says. Yeah, be a doer of the word. Yeah. No, nowhere in there does it say you sit in a pew on a Sunday morning and check a box and then go yell at a waitress after church. Okay? <laughs> no. no. It doesn't say it that. Doesn't, uh-uh. No. Nowhere in this book does it say that. It says to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Right? It says to do that. And if you're glorifying God in your thoughts, words, actions, and reactions, then you'll be of service. That's right. it. I mean, it, it's a frustration for me sometimes, I have to admit. But people are needy, right? But then also understand that I fail every day myself. Oh, I do. And, you know, I asked the uh, – we combined it with the adults last night. Oh, did you? And uh, I asked – one of my questions at the end was, who shared the gospel today? And I told him, I said, I'm not raising my hand because I yeah, didn't. because I didn't, yep. You know, but why not? Mm-hmm. We give these, we get opportunities every day. 100%. Why don't we take them? Mm-hmm. You know, there's many different reasons. It's always the question, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Why not? And But if we're believers, we, we should be mm-hmm. trying to feed the needy. We should be. Spiritual needy every mm-hmm. day. Every day. Yep, because we're always surrounded, aren't we? We are. For sure. Yep. All right. What do you think? It was good. It was good. I liked it. All right. Well, let's pray and dismiss and get on out of here. How does that sound? All right. Father, we're so grateful for this time together. We're grateful for your word and our chances that we get to share it and receive it, encourage others with it, and uh, try to do our part to fulfill their need. Uh, as we glorify you in all things and fulfill our purpose. Father, we ask that you've put your healing hand on the sick. You know who needs it and what you can do there. And we know that you can do anything. Be with those that uh, don't know you, uh, that they would uh, be moved uh, to accept Christ as their Savior, Father. And we just ask a blessing on everyone that receives this message today. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.